Hey all, welcome to Eat Drink Social. My name is Michael Moeller, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in both Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. And if you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can visit our website at www.goforthbesocial.com. Happy to be joined now from Denver, Colorado, Elliot Clark, a.k.a. Apartment Bartender on Instagram. Elliot, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, this is the uh, this is our second take, actually, and I'm not embarrassed to say that. We had some technical difficulties there on the intro for a second. Uh, so thanks for being a, a good sport and uh, jumping on the call with us today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having us on. So, yeah, uh, you, your your main thing is, is cocktails and, and spirits. Um, yeah, and you started them off in, in your apartment initially. So just before we get too involved with the interview today, just kind of go into what sparked your love for cocktails and how you got into all of this business today. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, as far as event-wise, several years back, I took a cocktails one-on-one class with a buddy of mine. Uh, him and his wife had gotten this uh, this workshop or this cocktails one-on-one class as a wedding gift. And when I was uh, out in Manhattan visiting, um, they ended up grabbing me an extra an extra ticket. And so I went and took this workshop and just fell in love with making drinks. I was kind of lacking a creative outlet at the time, um, just kind of confused as to what. Um, I had a, a roommate at the time who, I say, drinks, drank anything and everything you put in front of him. So he was my guinea pig for for all my home bartending and all the, the cocktails that I was trying to, to make. And alongside that, um, got really into photography, you know, spirits and cocktails, uh, photography and content production grew alongside that. So it's been really, it's been really uh, fun to see where things turned out now because it definitely wasn't that when I started. I didn't start out with the, the mindset that I was going to be what it is now. So speaking of photography, your shots are beautiful. Um, what what's your favorite drink to photograph? By the way, thank you for the compliment. Um, my uh, my favorite drink to, to photograph is probably an old fashioned. Um, I'm one for spirit forward cocktails. Um, I I for uh, a big a big uh, cube of, of clear ice and uh, shooting that. You know, especially when you have some good natural light coming through a window and it's uh, hits the drink perfectly and it lights up and, and brightens up the, the cocktail. So I'd say that's, that's probably my go-to, but as far as, uh, as far as cocktails, I try not to discriminate. <laughs> so it's, you, you mentioned good lighting. What do you do when you're in a situation where there's not good lighting? I mean, will you take it outside or do you have any tips? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's mainly really important to, to capture food and drink in the, aesthetic and atmosphere that people are going to be enjoying it. Um, you know, for example, shooting in a dark bar, if, if it's a dark bar, I try not to take it outside or, or do things that will mislead people. Cause I think if they see the picture and they, they want uh, that atmosphere or they want that cocktail in that setting and they go and they realize it's a dark bar, I think they feel misled. So as far as if I don't have a, a natural light to work with, then I, I bring off camera lighting. Um, I, I typically don't do that too often just because I've been fortunate enough to shoot in a lot of bars, especially uh, in Phoenix and then here, out here in Denver um, that, that have amazing lighting. But, uh, but I do have uh, some, some flashes in my, in my bag just in case. 
So your your work and your art has you traveling around a lot, as we as we can tell. Do you do you love traveling, or do you find it exhausting? I love traveling. Um, I don't love the process of it, but I love traveling. Um, I grew up traveling. My dad uh, my dad owned his own business, and so I was fortunate enough to to travel around with him when uh, when I'd have summer vacations or spring breaks and stuff. So it's always been a part of my life uh, and my family growing up. And then as I ventured into, as a part and bartender started to, to grow and take off and I started to learn a little bit more about kind of this world of influencer marketing and working with, with brands. Um, I really do enjoy it. I think in the beginning, I, I think in the beginning of, of something, you kind of have this perception of what traveling here and there and being on the road every week is, I think it looks a lot more glamorous than it is. Um, over time though, I've realized that traveling is just kind of part of the course. Like that is, it's just always going to be a part of my career at this point. Um, and I do love experiencing new places and new cultures and, and meeting people and, and, and kind of fresh perspectives wherever I go. However, sitting in an airport and, and in delays and, catching middle seats and uh, <laughs> seeing everybody trying to deport the plane at the same time when it hasn't even uh, docked yet. It's, uh, no, it's funny. You, you see the best and the worst of people on travel. And so it's more humorous to me now than anything. I, well, speaking of which, I remember, I don't know if it, I think it was a story, but I saw you shot some woman who had like her shoe off or something and it was, sort of I, don't, I, I don't know what it is, but like I always get stuck next to people that just like, fancy taking their shoes off on the airplanes <laughs> or in airports and it's just like i don't know i think at this point it's just laughable because i'm like i just go with it but yeah it's uh there was one time i was on a, on a flight back i forgot where i was traveling back from and uh i was in the middle seat and luckily i had the whole aisle and so i thought it was a smooth smooth flight and i looked to my left and there were just two feet just sticking through the oh. side like through the seats like somebody just putting their legs up and shoving them through the seat. So I just had this lady's like bare feet next to me. And so I took the, uh, I ended up taking the uh, instructions uh, pamphlet in the seat and just like covered her feet. <laughs> like, so I could just be in peace. But yeah, like I said, you see, you see some funny stuff on airplanes. <laughs> yeah. Especially uh, those same people end up going to the bathroom on the air- airplane barefoot too. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a sight. <laughs> um, but absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of traveling, I guess everybody, every culture, every community looks at drinking a little bit differently. Uh, depending on we, where you are. So I don't know. I mean, have you noticed uh, a change amongst different communities, how they look at drinking? And, and if so, do you have any just off the top of your head? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I will say, I think it's, it's in, at least in my experience, it's uh, you realize the biggest difference in how people drink, you know, going from the U.S. to Europe to, uh, you know, Asia to different islands. Um and I think for me, I guess for me, I look at it from the standpoint of like, how can I incorporate this into what I'm doing? Um, and how can I kind of expand on, on my knowledge of spirits and cocktails and not be so zoomed into maybe what we're doing here in, in Denver or what we're doing here in, in the United States, but what are people all over the world doing and how can that be incorporated into uh, the content that I put out? Because I think at, at the end of the day, it's more about, just educating people on how to drink better um, 
and also to educate them on what they like, you know, because I think a lot of people don't necessarily have a lot of insight into what they like and, uh, you know, different spirits out there and different options and then how to put that together to make something that they like for them and their friends. Right on. We also wanted to touch a little bit on um, the Earn Your Booze initiative, which is a program that you uh, co-founded. Um, it's, right. it's essentially yep. just a program that tells, hey, you know, you can you can drink, but you got to earn it. Um, so you're encouraging a healthy lifestyle while still kind of enjoying yourself socially. Um, so how did you first get linked up with that movement? Yeah. Um, so we started, uh, me and my business partner, Justin Cross, he's based in Phoenix, um, we were buddies before and, uh, he was really active in the beer community. And at the time I was getting a lot more involved with the spirits community and bartending community and stuff. And so, um, fitness has always been a part of my life as well as Justin's. He's a, uh, a, a veteran, a Navy veteran. And again, it's been a kind of a part of, of what we've both been doing. And so, we just kind of had this concept to combine the two. Um, at first, it started off as T-shirts, and then Justin really spearheaded implementing more events. And so, over the past couple of years, it's evolved, uh, you know, from apparel to events to um, a lot of different things. You know, content education and just overall, like our our goal is to elevate the the health and wellness of the industry because I think that there are a lot of bad habits that can form in the industry. I mean, I know it from being on the road and, and, you know, having overabundance to or overabundance and access to, to spirits and cocktails and food. And so it's easy to let your health slip away from you um, and to form a lot of bad habits, you know, whether that be addiction or mental health uh, uh, things going on. So we just wanted to provide a platform that can get people moving and encourage camaraderie and community. And, and, and again, just, make people more aware of taking care of their mind and their body because you know we all especially in the food and drink community like we really love it it's a very passionate community and that's what i really love about it but i also think that uh health and wellness needs to be a little bit more of a topic and something that's that should be more practical for people to implement because i think a lot of people want to do it but they lack the clarity on how to go about it and so we're trying to fix that so i mean they do seem a little bit you know, juxtaposed, you think about a night of drinking and then, you know, the last thing you want to do is work out. So, so do you, do you, I mean, how do you, is it, is it work out first and then drink second or, or how do you kind of, um, get around that? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, it, it really does revolve around my travel schedule. Um, and I'm speaking more from a personal perspective. Um, you know, not everywhere that I go has access to gyms um, or there's not a fitness studio. So there's body weight stuff that I do, you know, especially if I'm home. Um, I really just try not to give myself an option. Like I'm really good at talking myself out of things, especially working out. And so I like if I know I'm going to be having fun later that night or if I'm going out with some friends, um, then I just go to the gym and I just do whatever I can. Like my mindset really is like just do something. I have a routine that I follow, but, you know, I think on days when I really don't want to do something, even if it's 15 minutes of, of running on the treadmill or if it's like, yeah, I'm going to run two miles right now and I'm really going to push myself and do an uphill two mile run on the treadmill. Um, and I'm not going to stop until I finish those two miles. It's just holding yourself accountable because I think it's, it's, 
I've heard a quote a while ago, uh, several years back, and it really stuck. It said, if you don't have time to, if you say you don't have time to take care of your, your body, like when will you have time to take care of your, like when will you have time to be sick? Right. And so I've experienced that. Like for me, you know, there have been periods of time when I've been on the road back to back to back to back and I don't work out. And at the end of that, you know, my body is just aching, you know, and so I've, I've kind of gone through some, some, uh, some hard lessons as far as like just realizing like it really has to be a priority, especially the more you are in the spirits community and, and into food because, you know, it's again, like bad habits creep in and it's just easy to run with that. It's just to let that go without consciously stopping and saying like, what am I doing to combat this? Or what are I doing to complement or supplement the fact that I am in this industry? Um, so I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, I just no, I kind of try not to give myself an option. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a great way to go about it. And, you know, exercise is great for your mind too, keeping you sharp. And, you know, it's like you said, especially if you're in the, the food and beverage industry, it's extremely important. Um, you know, checking out the Earn Your Booze initiative, is, it's awesome. I think it's a great program. Where do you all see yourselves expanding, especially maybe like five to ten years from now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, as far as like at the moment, um, because it started as me and Justin, um, we really have been bringing on several ambassadors. So we have a couple in Arizona. Um, we have one in Hong Kong, uh, which is really cool. We're excited about that. So finding some stuff up there. Um, and we have some some in different places. But we our, our goal, like especially with me here in Denver and Justin in, in Phoenix and uh, several people in other areas, you know, it's, it's about kind of expanding our reach and just continuing to build awareness. Um, I think consistency and just making sure that we're we're part of like a lot of the major trade events that go on, like Bar Convent or Bartenders Week in San Diego or Tales of the Cocktail. Um, these are the type of places that we want to have a presence because, you know, we want to get in front of as many people as possible and continue to spread that awareness and provide these events for people to be a part of because, um, a lot of brands now are really implementing health and wellness initiatives into what they're doing. And so we really feel like we can be at the forefront of that and, and provide people a platform to, uh, to prioritize their health. Um, but as far as, I mean, big dream, I don't know. We, we, we throw around a lot of ideas. I mean, we would love to be, we would love to, to see this be something where, it's not just in the community or the industry, but it's also a recognized brand, you know, for people and consumers outside of the industry, you know, kind of like a Spartan race, you know, or something on that level where people come from all over the world to, to be a part of it. I really see that happening down the road, but again, it's going to be a lot of work to get there. So moving on to the social strategy side of things, uh, we noticed that you on the apartment bartender account posts just about every day. Um, how do you keep up with content creation? Um, usually by pulling my hair out. <laughs> um, I really try to, you know, I, I wish that I was a little better about, uh, kind of planning content out in advance. I've, I've realized that for me, um, it is a little bit on the go. I mean, I've, I have a content frequency that I have in my mind. I try, I do my best to post at least four times a week. You know, if, if that's, if that ends up being between 16 to 20 times a month, um, that's good for me. I, I personally, on the side of like less is more, uh, and I try to focus on quality than just kind of putting out as much as I can. Um, but 
you know, for me, I, I, I have, I have kind of a segment as far as, you know, I have people and a part of my audience that, um, you know, focuses on home bartending and the recipes and the how to's. And then there's a separate part that focuses on the content and looks at the photography and gains inspiration. Um, some of the other stuff might be revolving around like the travel and spirits and more the lifestyle component to it. So I try to hit on all those things that I feel like are the things that I add in terms of value. Um, and so whether it be, I feel like I always have a recipe in the hopper. I always feel like I have content lined up. Um, it might not be always what I want to be, but I, I try to stay consistent. And again, at least four times a week, um, unless I'm just taking a, an intentional break from it. So I noticed, I saw your recent IGTV post um, where you were talking about how to stock your bar. Is that, is IGTV a, a strategy that you're looking to do more of? Um, it's not so much IGTV as much as it is video. Um, at the beginning of the year, I really challenged myself to dive more into video photo. I felt like I had, uh, I had it down. I'm, not, I'm nowhere near the photographer I'd love to be, but as far as um, video, I just really think that you can tell deeper stories and connect more with video. And so IGTV, I've, I have found that, like I have a YouTube channel, I found that trying to get people off of Instagram onto YouTube is, isn't always successful. Like YouTube really is its own platform. And so I dove into IGTV just because in the interim, it was a little bit more effective for me in terms of engagement. Um, not to say I, I gave up on YouTube or have given up on YouTube, but I do think that it's a different strategy and a different mindset there. And so, um, right now, a lot of that is just really experimenting and seeing like, where is this really going to hit the most and where does it add the most value? And right now for me, Instagram really is my primary channel. And so I release it there just because I think it's going to add the most value where if I put that same video on YouTube, um, it might not necessarily have the same traction in the beginning. Most definitely. Um, so what do you feel like makes you different from other cocktail influencers? That's a great question. Um, I think it's a mix of things. I, I think if you look at the majority of pages now, uh, a lot of people are incorporating uh, cocktails and spirits and travel and lifestyle, which is really cool to see where where cocktail uh, writing and you know, Instagramming and all that stuff has come now because several years back when I started, it wasn't there. Um, but I feel like for me, I think what, as it is with anyone, I think just your personality and who you are is really what the difference is. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of really unique opportunities that come my way. Um, I really made it a point to say yes to things that might be a little outside my bubble or might be outside my comfort zone as far as what I feel like I do. Um, and I try to mix it up as much as I can just because I don't know if I get stagnant with my own content or what I'm doing, um, but I try to mix it up. So I try to work with brands and like the home entertaining space or lifestyle space like West Elm or Pottery Barn. Um, you know, I do things with uh, clothing brands or boots and I try to showcase and encompass more of an overall lifestyle that is associated with you know, spirits and cocktails, I try not to just pigeonhole myself to one thing. And I think um, Earn Your Booze really helps with that as well, because I like for me, it was really important that I didn't put all my eggs in the Instagram basket. Um, so I really tried to diversify like my own skill set 
you know, with earn your booze and starting that and really being a proponent for health and wellness in the industry and just overall. And then also content production, like diving into photo and video and really learning that so that, you know, should anything happen with Instagram or social or we don't really know where things are going to shift from time to time. So like having the ability to help and educate and consult with brands to help them create content that they can use that's outside of apartment bartender was really important for me. And then, you know, I have my connection to my audience and stuff. So I think that that's, I would say those are some things that make me a little bit more unique um, as I try not to do just one thing, but, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I would, I would be very curious to see what other people thought about that. You, uh, you mentioned what um, some brands that you have done work with a second ago. Um, do any stick out or were there any campaigns that you really enjoyed working on? Yeah, definitely. Um, I really enjoy it. Like, so, I mean, the first one, the first one that I ever really worked on um, was with Express Clothing. That was actually the one. Uh, it was end of 2016, October 2016. And after that campaign, I ended up actually leaving my full-time job to pursue a part and bartender full-time. And um, so that one's always near and dear to my heart. Um, but I would say the the work I've done with West Elm is a, a, a big favorite of mine. We have some cool stuff coming up uh, here soon. And again, I, 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 all the spirits brands as well, like the travel, I think the trips are definitely a highlight. Like I never thought that something that I started in my apartment back in, in, in Arizona uh, would take me to places around the world, uh, like Iceland, Scotland, Berlin. Like I, I've, uh, I have a little cork board that I, I mapped down all the places that I've been just to kind of keep in perspective, like how, how amazing this journey has been and how grateful I am for it. So, and you just spoke about travels, but at home, I saw where you were moving from like one apartment to another, I think in Denver, and you had your entire booze collection, <laughs> on the floor first of all did you get rid of all those did, did did you get a lot of takers or what does your home bar look like yeah so, so i never actually got rid of anything i, I i'll dump a few things out if, I, if we're out of space but um honestly my home bar looks i think i probably have more uh more bottles than most uh, most cocktail bars do but i would say somewhere in the ballpark of 400 or so bottles but uh the tough thing is that most of them are have been gifted like from friends or just bottles that i've picked up overseas or like i like i really aside from a part and bartender like i really am a cocktail nerd and spirits nerd like i it's just kind of like a collectible thing as well so um the thing i love most is just the stories that are associated with some of the bottles that i have uh so i have like this is a true statement like my nightstand is a bar cart uh, in my room. Like I have, uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea why, but I have three bar carts. I have a credenza full of, of alcohol. I have a, a wall, uh, that has several shelves that have, uh, some booze and we have another shelf that's tucked away in the, in the laundry room that is kind of overflow. So it's all really well hidden, but if you, uh, start cracking open cabinets, you will see bottles falling out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So we noticed that you've been sharing your passion since 2015. How would you say being an influencer has changed the most from, from then until now? I mean, it's changed so much. And again, when I started, um, 
there was really only one other person doing what I feel like we're doing now. And that was Natalie with beautiful booze. Um, so there have been a lot more, uh, a lot more people in the space that have uh, done some really great things. So one, just in terms of uh, it being a little bit more populated now. Um, but as far as like the landscape of influencer marketing, I think it's changed a lot. I think uh, in the beginning, I remember just trying to do my best to navigate a lot of partnerships and figure out how to work with these brands. Um, Cause in the beginning I had no idea when a brand would approach me and say, Hey, we want a, a year of exclusivity and you can't work with any other brand uh, or any other you know, brand in the spirit category, you know, understanding how to navigate that and approach that to, um, you know, shifting away from like one-off, one-off posts and things like that to really forming lasting partnerships and things that can be uh, that can transition into something long-term. Um, and I think brands have been trying to figure that out as well as like how to best utilize, uh, you know, what we're doing and how to best support us, you know, because I think in the end, um, you know, when it's, when you can form a, a great partnership with, with a brand, you can really do a lot of things. Um, so I, I would say that that's, that's been the thing that I've noticed has changed the most is like the relationships that you form and how to go about them. Now I feel like people are a lot more educated on how to go about it. Um, and so that's that's been exciting to watch. And if there is someone just starting out, like what tips would you give them if they want to start out in the cocktail influencer space? Um, at this, so I would always, I always, I always uh, advise just dialing in what you want to accomplish. Um, I actually get that question quite a bit. You know, people that will reach out with just seeking different advice as far as like where to start and, and especially if they want to kind of do something in the same ballpark uh, that I'm doing or some of the other people in the space are doing. Um, I would definitely say like really hone in on what you want to accomplish um, because it's a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more uh, concrete now as far as like influence marketing and being a cocktail influencer and stuff. I think it's a little bit more saturated now. So just kind of taking a more general approach to it especially with the way social media has, has changed um, in terms of engagement and just people being able to see your content and stuff, I would say like really develop something unique, you know? So for example, if it's, you only focus on, on no ABV cocktails or you only do videos or you only, or you incorporate, um, you know, maybe it's only your, you only focus on cognac or you only focus on a certain spirit um, I think specializing is important. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's pigeonholing yourself now, but I think, I think, like I said, it's a little bit more saturated. So I would say first decide what you want to accomplish to um, what really decide like and, and narrow down like what you're going to do. that's going to differentiate you so that when brands approach you or if that's a goal is to work with brands, um, you know, they, they want to know like what, what do you do? What value do you add? How can we work together? And then also I, I really believe understanding how people digest content on whatever platform you're on. So if it's Instagram, it's a very visual aesthetic. It's very visually uh, like people go there for the visuals. And so you have to take good photos. You have to take and create good content to capture people's attention. Cause on that platform, you seems like you have like less than a second to capture their attention. You know, whereas YouTube, you have a lot more time because people have, 
you know, we'll sit down for 10, 15 minutes and watch a tutorial. So I really think like, again, just kind of say three steps, like decide what you want to accomplish, um, figure out what you're going to do to differentiate and then uh, decide what kind of content you need to create to reinforce that um, and to add that value and then uh, start, start getting after it and just be consistent with it. We're all pretty active uh, Instagrammers, uh, whether that means that we're posting or following. Um, who do you like to follow on Instagram? What, what people do you enjoy? Is, um, you know, what, what content do you like to see? Yeah. Um, I love following photographers and content creators. Like I, I'm around cocktails so much and spirits so much that I don't really, it's not that I don't follow those pages, but I'm just around it so much. I like to see something new. Um, but I really seek inspiration from photographers and from, uh, people in the content space like as of late uh, since beginning of the year i've really been kind of following a lot of uh filmmakers and cinematographers just to learn different techniques and and tips as far as like implementing more video and and i just kind of study them um i would say that's those are the people i follow like you know peter mckinnon uh jesse driftwood those are awesome filmmakers that i follow um and get a lot of inspiration from them John Stopper is a photographer out of Chicago. Really, really like this stuff. Um, uh, and then, who are some other ones? This guy, Carl Shakur, he, uh, he's more in the travel uh, and video space, but does some amazing things. So I just more so seek out people that are going to inspire me um, to create and produce a lot better content, a lot more quality content, because at the end of the day, like I really want to tell stories the best way that I can. And I find that when you create something that keep, captures people's attention, like that's the best way to do it. So. Excellent. I, I actually follow Peter McKinnon a lot. His YouTube tutorials are awesome. Yeah. He's, he's, one, he's a, uh, yeah, that dude is, is insane. Like he's, I feel like he's like once in a lifetime, like he just came on the scene and just blew up and, uh, I'm really happy for him. He's, he's seems like a solid guy and really enjoys content. So yeah, it's guys like that that I, I follow. Definitely. Definitely. So, so what's next for apartment bartender? Where, where are you going to take your brand in the future? Um, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, so I kind of made a mental switch. Like I, I, uh, from a kind of a business standpoint, I was, kind of driving myself crazy with that question as far as like what's next um, and kind of made a mental switch as far as just dialing in what I'm doing currently um, and building on what I have right now. Um, and so I think what's next is really just staying consistent with, with creating content. You know, my, my goal with the brand is to have it kind of be a standalone brand. Like I, you know, with what if anything, I don't want to put all my eggs in, in the social media basket. And so I really haven't done, uh, on the work yet to really transition off of there, off of like the social platform onto something and building my own community. But I think overall, just a lot more education. Like I, I really enjoy the experiential things. I really enjoy uh, working with, with brands. I really enjoy photo and video. Um, and then kind of shifting back towards earn your booze um, and really being, uh, being in like expanding that here to Denver uh, and growing that. So, I wouldn't say it's apartment. I feel like apartment bartender is where this might sound is like a, 
it's kind of become more a gateway into other things. Um, as much as I love the brand and I love what I'm doing, I don't see it as the end all be all yet. I think there's something bigger. Um, so I'd love to transition apartment bartender into more of a kind of consumer facing brand where it's bigger than me, you know, because I think there are a lot of people out there that I would consider apartment bartenders, people that love content and love home bartending and have a passion for it. So that's been cool to see is how it's grown beyond myself. And so I want to do things that will help facilitate that. Um, so I can, and I go on and, and do something else that, that I really love as well. Sounds great. Well, I know we took up quite a bit of time and two shakes, so we really appreciate you taking the time to do this, and we can't wait to see you know, what, what apartment bartender does become. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm really excited. And I, again, I appreciate you guys having, uh, having me on and taking the time to, uh, to chat. All right, everybody. That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or maybe you know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us. 